It's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back action figures. 47 in all. Each sold separately. Here's new Bespin guards, ADAT commander, and Imperial TIE fighter pilot. Now you can get this new 4LOM action figure free for five proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. Details on specially marked packages at participating stores. Offer expires August 31st, 1982. New Bespin Guard, new Adak Commander, new Imperial TIE Fighter Pilot, each sold separately. From Kenner Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys Podcast. A discussion about Star Wars toys of the past, present, and future. This is our fourth episode. My name is Jason, and joining me tonight from IGrewUpStarWars.com, self-confessed OT curmudgeon Tom. Hey, Good Tom. Good day, everybody. Hi, hi. Hello, everyone. How's, episode how's four, yo. Yeah, episode four. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that, well, we can't really have been taken off the air, can we? Because it's kind of our own doing, but yeah, hey, I don't episode, know. episode four, I'm, I'm excited. We're, we're still holding on with uh, iTunes and Podbean, so. All right. No one's kicked us off yet, so yet. good sign. Good sign. Next, from JediBusiness.com, we have Chris, a.k.a. Crisby. How you doing tonight, Chris? Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we've got sound bites. Chris. Okay, that's why Chris wasn't on the no, phone. He was working on that. No one said we could bring our own sound bites. You can't. Wait a minute. How's it going, I'm Chris? Grab a I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm feeling pretty good tonight. It's going to be a good show. It's good gemacht, Chris. And also joining us tonight from Bendoms to the Black Series, he's going to collect them all. It's Ryan. How are you, Ryan? Am I associated with Bendems now, man? For a minute, Just because though. I happen to buy them? Oh. Bendem buys <laughs> I'm blaming you, Tom. <laughs> and you can. Ryan's the Bendem king. <laughs> oh, and finally, we have our very first guest host. You probably know him from Star Wars Action News, Republic Forces Radio, and now playing. It's Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Good. Great. Thanks for having me. You're our very first guest. Awesome. All right. So let's get to the show. Typically, we just start off the show with what's new. And I'm going to start uh, Chris off with this. What's new and what are you finding in the stores right now? Um, I think the only thing I found were the uh, uh, the Kmart vintage two-packs on clearance for five fifty each. You know, the ATST oh, drive. That's not and- bad. The Ewok 2-pack, yeah. Yeah, not bad. So, Ryan, have you found anything new out there? Uh, not too much, no, not really. I've seen a couple of, like, vintage figures at Target, like a Clone Wars uh, Anakin. Um, some of those uh, second-wave movie heroes, like Jar Jar and the light-up figures. And then, like, the Easter stuff, the uh, Darth Vader and Yoda and uh, R2-D2 eggs. But that's about it. Yeah, Hey, Jerry, so have, have you found anything out in your part of the country? Yeah, you know, I've, I've had similar luck, I guess, with some of the vintage figures, uh, you know, some that just didn't have wide distribution, like the Gamorrean Guard I found a couple weeks ago at a Walmart. Oh, cool. And, you know, hadn't kept one of those carded. You know, I, I, I had no problems finding them, you know, whenever they first came out. I found three or four of them, which was actually, I think, atypical. A lot of people were having uh, problems finding that one, but I never kept one carded, so I was happy to find that. And then last week at Target, the last week at Toys R Us, I also ran into a um, Imperial Navy commander, which was a first that I'd ever seen him out in stores. So, and that was also, you know, when they're having their sale, you know, their four ninety nine figures at, at Toys R Us. So I, you know, nabbed him for five bucks. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So, kind of like our last show where we talked about times when we could find lots of figures kind of wanted to do something similar this time except go back even further to the vintage days uh so the toy stores of our youth is the theme of the show so i want to start back with star wars the original release the figures started hitting stores uh, sometime in 1978. And Tom, what uh, what are your memories of the figures hitting the stores that time? It was Kmart, Lewiston, Idaho, 1978. No, I was uh, I one of my uh, uh, earliest memories is 
me standing in the toy aisle of uh, uh, Kmart, Lewiston, of course, that's where I used to live. Uh, and a lady came up to me and asked me what would be the two best figures to uh, pick for a kid's birthday. And, of course, I hadn't had any of the figures yet. I don't even know if I had even watched the show yet, the movie. Uh, but uh, there was an R2 and a 3PO there, and I knew those guys kind of went together. They were friends or something. And um, I suggested R2-D2 and C-3PO as this uh, kid's gift. So that was, that was, I think that was probably my earliest memory. And that was at a Kmart in Lewiston, Idaho. Wow. My first memory was at a Rogers department store. I was, my babysitter actually said she'd buy me one Star Wars figure, which was really huge because the figures had just started to hit and I was just amazed that I was going to get something to play with from the film. I did have some of the main characters that I got for as for Christmas earlier in the year, but this was, and this would be 1979. So I was, I guess, a little bit behind where most people started in 78. I did start in 79. And the first figure I picked was the Death Squad commander. I picked, nice, nice choice. Nice yeah. choice. Well, the thing was, I don't know if I couldn't read or what, but I thought it was the rebel commander from the beginning of the film that Darth Vader chose. So that's why I, that's why I picked him so he could fight with Darth Vader and Darth Vader could choke him. Now, clearly that, that wasn't that character. Uh, death commander, death squad commander and rebel commander are often mistaken for <laughs> in, in words. Yeah. 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 So, but I, I eventually did realize, and I was actually thankful eventually that when I realized it was actually one of the Imperials because I needed more bad guys. It seemed like I had more heroes at the time than bad guys. So that was good. Uh, Jerry, what are your first memories of finding the figures in the stores for the first film? You know, Jason, it's actually similar to you. Uh, probably my earliest memories go back to probably about 1979. I, I remember it, it was kind of sad when I, Took a little, wrote a little list of like, okay, what are all the stores that I got all my Star Wars stuff from? And you know, as you mentioned earlier, the only one on my list, except for you know the Sears catalog, that was a, a popular way to get toys back in the day. But the only one on my list that's still a store is Kmart, and perhaps that's not long for this world either. But my earliest memory of seeing anything in a store, I'm born and raised in Cincinnati, li live here, you know, to this day. And there was a store, uh, just a local chain around here in northern Kentucky called Swallens. And they closed down, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago or whatnot. And, and I remember seeing a uh, the, the Death Star playset, the, the one that my brother and I got. I still have it to this day. And I remember my parents buying that for us. And I, I, I vaguely remember, vaguely remember seeing a vinyl cape Jawa on shelves. But, of course, we wanted the Death Star. The, the Jawa didn't even rank in that conversation when the, the Death Star was about to be, you know, something my parents were actually putting in the shopping cart. So that those are that's my earliest, like, in-store scene Star Wars toys. Yeah, I think, I think I'm with you in that the only store I can still remember that, that, that I was getting figures at the beginning was is Kmart as well. The store I equate most with buying Star Wars figures is Circus World Toy Stores, which was a chain that in uh, the late 70s, early, actually through most of the 80s, I think, was in a lot of shopping malls. And it was eventually bought by KB, and I think they changed them all to over to KB. But Circus World Toy Store was my definitely my favorite store as a kid. Ryan, do you uh, when did you? join in with uh, getting the figures in the stores? Was it Empire Strikes Back, or was it Jedi? Well, technically, considering the figures that I got to begin with and the figures I still own today, you could say Star Wars, but it was because of my brother. Like, mm. the early bird kit was through him. Um, a lot of the early stuff that I got eventually came through came through my brother. My first memory of buying Star Wars figures in the store definitely comes in Empire. And what were the what were the very first figures you remember seeing? And do you remember what store you saw those at? Uh, well, I have a little different upbringing as um, 
what I really remember is when I lived on Edwards Air Force Base in California, and we had our own little toy store there on base. And one of the first figures I remember getting was Greedo. Uh, I don't know why that's one that sticks out for me, but I, I do remember getting Greedo at the toy store on base. And later on, we had just off base, there was a little town called Lancaster, and they had a, a, a store called Gemco, which I know doesn't exist anymore. But that's the other place I remember getting most of my figures. Excellent. Tom, at what point do you remember the line switching over from Star Wars to Empire? And do you remember the the stores that were around and, and what you were finding? Yeah, uh, Lewiston, there was a one toy store that had opened up downtown. And for the life of me, I don't remember what it's called. But um, yeah, I do remember the transition from uh, Star Wars to Empire. It's funny because uh, before I have these recordings, or at least I used to record because I recorded stuff and filmed stuff and did all kinds of silly stuff. And I used to call my uh, uh, friends and uh, have them yell, the Empire Strikes Back on their uh, you know, uh, television, uh, television, telephone uh, uh, receivers, so I could I could pick it up. I had no idea what The Empire Strikes Back was. I just knew it was the new Star Wars film coming out. And uh, yeah, so I was a big fan of Empire before I even know anything knew anything about it. But uh, most of the uh, uh, toys, most of the places that I got my toys were kind of local local places. There was a there was a kind of a variety store with pay and save you guys remember pay and save in the northwest pay and save pay less maybe we didn't have those in michigan that's for sure yeah we had pay and save up here uh yeah yeah we had pay less and then um uh, western uh great western that was kind of a um, like a drugstore kind of variety store kind of thing and there was also a, a great store that uh, seemed like kind of a little variety store a mom and pop place but it was called the Bargain Basement, and uh, downstairs, of course, it was a huge toy store, and uh, that's where I got a, a pretty good amount of my figures as well. So it was kind of all over the place in uh, in town. So yeah, that was good stuff. There, there were so many options back then to get figures. I mean, I, I suppose there still are options, but but now when you're hunting for figures, it's pretty much Toys R Us, Target, Walmart. You know. Yeah, I remember getting uh, figures at Safeway too. Yeah, they had they had uh, you know just a a lot of more toys. A lot, I'm sorry, there used to be a lot more stores that were just toys back then as well, like Children's Palace, uh, Child World, um, and a lot of a lot more mom and pop toy stores as well. And those have pretty much vanished, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm with you, Jason. I, you definitely don't see those. Little mom and pop places, or any of the other smaller, lesser toy stores nowadays anymore. Chris, when yeah. you were a kid, you were growing up in Germany, correct? Yeah. At what point do you remember uh, seeing Star Wars figures in the stores, and and what was it like in Germany? Um, my first Star Wars movie that I watched was The Return of the Jedi, so I think that was sometime in '84, uh, and uh, I remember the toys; they were just everywhere. Um, but I didn't notice them until I actually saw the movie. And uh, uh, my yeah, that was my first experience was I watched the movie and then two days later at a uh, department store, and we had to walk through the toy aisle in order to get to the restaurant. There was a restaurant inside the department store. In order to get to the restaurant, you had to walk through the, toys, toy, uh, the toy aisle, basically. And that's when I saw uh, Jedi Luke hanging there. And uh, I remember, you know, from just two days ago that I just watched the movie and it just kind of Kind of got stuck looking at the figure and, you know, somehow ended up getting it that day. And that was my, my first experience with, you know, seeing the toys in the store. But then after that, after I knew that there were toys, you know, every time we went someplace, some department store, some toy store, I would look for them. And they were so easy to find. They were everywhere. And, uh, yeah. So you started with Jedi. And Jedi. I'm just curious, was the packaging, uh, was it Kenner packaging or did... Did, uh, was there a different kind of packaging in Germany for Return of the Jedi? Um, no, I do remember the Kenner packaging. And it might have been different, but I do have some uh, carded figures, or the card back still from when I was a child, and they do have the Kenner logo on it. So... Um, were they were they the tri logo cards? Oh uh, yeah. So some of them were tri logo, but some were not. And some of them actually had stickers on the back. Um, you know, like they had uh, some German writing on it. Um, and it was actually taped over some of the mail 
mail away exclusives that you guys had in the states so i don't know if they were trying to prevent people from like mailing overseas or something but um yeah that's what that's at least what i remember excellent so ryan i'm going to come back to you you uh do you remember the the transition from the empire strikes back to the return of the jedi Oh, absolutely. Um, kind of whoever was mentioning get, going to the, with the babysitter, I, I'll never forget. I saw Return of the Jedi opening day. With, my babysitter took me to go see it, and I was so excited to see it. And living on the Air Force Base back then, um, the movies didn't come on base immediately, so we went off base to go see it. But yeah, I remember seeing the figures starting to, to show up, and one of the earlier ones I remember, much like Chris, uh, is that Jedi Luke uh, and the Leia Bosch especially, too. Were, were some of my uh, favorite figures that I first found. And, and of course, the speeder bike. was all, That was like one of my most must-have. And I remember getting that at a Mervyn's in Lancaster eventually. Jerry, do you remember when the figures were changing? I guess I'll go back just a little bit from Star Wars to Empire. Do you know if the Empire cards were first released with the Empire figures, or did they switch the packaging a little bit before the Empire figures actually started shipping? You know, that's a really good question. I I don't know for certain, but my recollection is is that the new Empire figures probably came first, and you probably had some of the you know the Star Wars characters popping up on the Empire. They, they probably hit close to the same time, but I, I but I don't think the first 21 figure going over to empire first before you started seeing empire characters i don't think that was the case like i don't think they were trickling in like in 79 or early 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 80 for some reason i have this this memory of my first empire strike back figures being a new hope figures on empire packaging but probably what happened was you know they all shipped with the the new figures, which probably sold out really fast because they were new characters, <laughs> and probably just some of the older characters from the first film were left behind. So I remember getting like I really I needed another Luke because the Luke on my farm boy Luke his head popped off or something. So I really wanted another Luke, and then I remember going to the store and while the Empire packaging was there, we could only find figures from. A New Hope or Star Wars. But like I say, it's probably just because the newer characters were selling out quickly. I remember seeing at the stores, I kind of remember uh, just huge, long aisles of endless Star Wars toys. And it it was almost overwhelming as a kid. I was wondering what, uh, Tom, and I'm going to direct this at you. Do you remember seeing like an overwhelming amount of Star Wars toys? between 78 and maybe 80. And also, do you kind of remember what was competing with them on the same shelves at the time? Yeah. Uh, well, I was uh, much shorter back then, and uh, it seemed like the aisle was you know, much larger in and of itself. But, I mean, the Star Wars items on the uh, pegs back then uh, were, yeah, there were there seemed to just go on forever. It was just a Star Wars figure landscape, and it was it was awesome. I remember maybe 10, 12 rows of, of figures, and those would be like maybe, you know, four or five uh, deep. Um, yeah, and uh, what I remember also is uh, I actually, strangely enough, remember the Alien, uh, the the 12-inch uh, Alien, of course, from the movie Alien. And did you uh, buy a couple extra to keep No, that? I did not. I, I had no interest. I it, it didn't matter what was on the pegs around it. I was looking for Star Wars, and that's what I had come for, and that's what I was that's what I was hoping to get. So, uh, I do remember the Alien. Um, that was really cool, but that only uh, that only only distracted me for maybe five or five or ten seconds, and then I was back to uh, looking for uh, Star Wars figures. Yeah, with the with the mass amount of merchandise coming out for Star Wars, there were. A lot of other, you know, I remember just seeing a lot of other toy makers trying to compete. There was like Star Trek, the motion picture, Battlestar oh, sure. Galactica. And let's not forget the, uh, the, the the adventure people also. Those were great uh, counterparts to Star Wars figures yeah, well, too. Yeah, and the adventure people, yeah, you know, I did have a few of those guys. Those were pretty cool. Yeah, I did too. But the competing brands in the store, they just didn't shine for me the way the Star Wars figures did. And I one time was I one time I uh, was couldn't find 
uh, a new figure that I didn't have. And it's not that I had all of the figures. It's just the selection at the store didn't go beyond the scope of the 15 or so figures that I had. So I remember I did get a uh, Flash Gordon Lizard Woman figure. And my grandma bought her, bought that figure for me and said, well, you can use it with your Cantina figures. And that made enough sense to me. So I did end up getting that. Uh, now, the great thing, the great thing about, uh, you know, of course, there was the Internet was decades away and uh, Kenner figured it out pretty early on that uh, we wanted more. Kids were pining for more and we knew what to look for if we, you know, they had the, the, the figure. All the figures that were available were on the back of the card, which was at that time, which was was great. So. Uh, if you didn't have a Han Solo, you knew you were going to be looking for it. So that was that was genius marketing. Yeah. Jerry, do you remember in those earlier days, were any of the other figure lines at the stores, did they tempt you? Did they bring you away from Star Wars, or were you were you there for Star Wars? Oh, no, no, no. I, I was all in on Star Wars. and In fact, I'm, I'm a little odd in the sense that when I, when I became a Star Wars fan, I became a Star Wars fan because of the toys. I... Didn't see the movie. I actually didn't see Star Wars, if you believe this or not, until like 1981 when the the re-release one of the re-releases happened in 1981. That's the first time I actually saw the movie. I actually fell in love with the toys. Seeing, you know, my brother's five years older than me. He never really got into Star Wars, but he had a full few figures because, you know, any seven eight year old had uh, uh, an R two D two. Let's say he was more into the GI Joes, the Migos. He, he had a lot of the you know, the Mego Star Trek figure. So he never really accepted a three and three quarter inch figure. So he never played with them. So, you know, legend has it, the way my parents tell me the story was that I just kind of like took his R2-D2 and like never gave it back. So <laughs> I became like a fan of the toys and then later, you know, got got a chance to see the movie. Um, so for me, I, you know, when you ask the question... I'm scratching my head. I don't even know what toys were available in 1979. And I, I spent a little time as a kid and kind of in the hospital in 1980-81, so I really didn't have any perspective whatsoever what was going on other than some of the, the Empire Strikes Back toys I, I was getting while I was in the hospital when I was sick for about a year and a half there. So I don't even know what else was out there. For, for, for me, it was all Star Wars all the time. You know, 78-79, uh, there wasn't – now that I think about it, there wasn't a whole lot of competition with Star Wars. I mean, there were there were dolls and there were Tonka trucks and, and Hot Wheels and that kind of thing, Matchbox cars. But as far as figures go, I mean, Star Wars was the top of the heap because I, I can't think of anything until uh, early 80s when, like, G.I. Joe came on the scene with their smaller figures and stuff. That's when things started kind of transitioning to, uh, you know, marketing the, the action figures, really, really pimping those action figures. And that was uh, when I was looking, when I started looking for the figures, that was that was before that time. So uh, Star Wars dominated most definitely. They, they definitely dominated. You know, I had a neighbor, though, that preferred Migos Micronauts to Star Wars figures. And I'd be like, you know, check out this TIE fighter, check out this X-Wing. And he was like, oh, that's that's all right. But Micronauts, that's the cool thing. And <laughs> Those things would break just looking at them. Yeah, they they were brittle. They were kind of yeah. cool, though, but definitely not Star Wars. I did have a few myself, yep. Yeah, definitely not Star Wars, but still pretty cool in its own right. Yeah. Well, it, it did in the late 70s, though. I mean, they the, the, the toy industry struggled a little bit with the, the rising cost of oil and gasoline, I mean, just kind of like what we're seeing today a little bit, and Star Wars really is what created that that innovation, for lack of better words, of saying, hey, you know, our action figures don't have to be 10, 11, 12 inches tall. I mean, my brother had $6 million man and the G.I. Joe Adventure team, and I think it was just hard for the toy companies to make those toys successful given the cost and some of the challenges that they're running into, and when Kenner came up with that format, that that's just really, um, basically, I think for the action figure boy toy market, that that really just saved the day for everybody. The size of those figures made them affordable, 
and made them uh, uh, they were priced at a better price point where you could actually go into the store anytime you wanted you know anytime you begged for a figure there was a good chance you were going to get a, <laughs> at least a Star Wars figure rather than going with one of these 12 inch GI Joes that was that were quite a bit more expensive I, I, I gotta ask to the group did anybody for Christmas or or for for, for any kind of birthday or whatever receive the um, the like black hole type figure from maybe a grandparent, aunt, or uncle who thought it might be a Star Wars figure. <laughs> that happened to anybody? No. The closest I no. came, sorry, the closest I came is that I, I got one of those vinyl carrying cases that just said like Space War and had the most like awful generic looking characters on them that were, oh, I shouldn't say generic. Actually, they're just ripoffs. I mean, it was like a not Darth Vader talking to a Nazi 3PO and you know, threatening him with a pistol instead of a lightsaber. So that that's as close as I, I got. My, my knockoff Christmas toys didn't come until the Transformers era. Okay. I, I remember those, Jerry. Those were great. I, ha- I actually bought one of those knockoff final cases a couple years ago just because I thought it was so weird and cool. Weren't now, there like did you, did you was guys... Space Wars or something? Space Wars was the... Yeah. Was, Jerry, was that the, uh, the the title on those vinyl carrying cases? No, actually, you know what? The, the one, I actually had to look it up here and I I found it like in seconds, so I think this was pretty popular. It, no, it said Star World. Ah, that's it, right, that's right. It, it has this horrible looking Darth Vader shooting like a laser pistol out of his wrist. There's no lightsaber involved and then there's this terrible like planet of the apes looking like monkey who I guess is supposed to be the Chewbacca and then there's this horrible trash can with like arms I guess is supposed to be uh, uh, R2-D2 but no it was it was Star World. Chris you were gonna you were gonna say something. Yeah did, did you guys grow up with Playmobil toys at all? To, uh, I'll, I'll answer that. They look too educational to me, and I was not interested. I can actually, Chris, I can actually, uh, you know that I spent a lot of, I spent a lot of summers in Germany when I was a child, and uh, uh, that's my really bad uh, German accent. I uh, I actually uh, got a few Playmobiles because. August is my birthday, and that's of course in the summertime, and that's when we would go to Germany. And uh, I would, uh, I would, I've got a few um, old Playmo Space uh, play sets. Do you remember Playmo Space? Right. Yeah, right. and they had the little. Well, you were probably going to say this. I'm sorry to seal your thunder, but no, they had a little. They had a little figure that looked like R2D2 with legs exactly. and arms. Right. Yeah, I had one of those. And they even had like uh, little spaceships. They kind of looked like. Uh... They were kind of in scale with the with the mini rig line back then. Yes, I don't know if you remember those, but um, but you know, Jason, because you asked if we ever got any of those knockoffs uh, for Christmas, I one year I did get um, Playmobil uh, spaceships for Christmas, and I was like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> even back then. But the funny thing was that um, the figures were kind of compatible with with the spaceships, and they actually had one bigger really round space station which was kind of like my my knockoff millennium falcon back then when i was a kid so um even though like they're kind of you know not star wars they're still kind of cool though i had that one too chris i can vouch for that they the star wars figures did fit quite well in that uh, playset. cool and and it's that line is playmobile still going strong i mean they have a big presence still in the toy aisle so moving to uh, the actually jason i got one more here go ahead ryan um, the one thing I remember, I don't know where I got it. I, I've had it since I was a kid, but there was the Battlestar Galactica toys, and I had the uh, the four-armed bug-looking guy. I don't even remember the guy's name. It's but like, uh, I've had him forever, and I, and I still have him, and he always went with my cantina creatures, of course. But I, I, the one thing I didn't like about him is he had no peg holes, so you couldn't, you couldn't stand him up in anything that used the pegs like that. They also didn't have painted eyeballs, which were all kind of creepy. That you know, that bothered me, Tom, about a lot of lines that were competing with Star Wars is that they didn't paint the eyes. Black Hole, yeah. Black Rogers, uh, the, all the uh, Miko figures—they seem to just go, ah, good enough. I I think that could possibly explain some of the very poor sales is that they didn't paint the eyes. When kids, you know, when they look at a figure, they they relate to the face, and if if there's no eyes, it's like 
it's dead or it doesn't it just doesn't resonate at least with me. Well, that's actually good to know because I've picked up several Battlestar Galactica figures since then. And I thought maybe just the paint rubbed off on their eyes, but it's good to know that they never had it there. Okay. Nope, nope never, never had it. They just didn't paint them. They just never bothered. Or all of the Battlestar Galactica figures just kind of stumbled around with their eyes closed. Didn't make for much uh, play value. Yeah. Oh, poor Lauren Green there, yeah, he just couldn't see very well, right? Yeah, that's right. Now, getting to the to the Jedi era. There was, in stores, um, at least that I noticed, was all of a sudden a huge competition with the Star Wars toys. And that was G.I. Joe, a real American hero. That was, as far as I know, the first company that really decided to give uh, Kenner a run for its money. And they launched before, I think in 82, a little bit before the Jedi toys, and I started seeing a lot of those right next to the Return of the Jedi toys. Ryan, do you is that does that go with what you remember? I, I don't remember the exact year, but I do remember starting to see those pop up. I, I remember I got a Snake Eyes when they first came out. I thought he was kind of cool, and I loved the articulation on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't actually get into GI Joe. Like I I got heavily into GI Joe a few years later, but I stuck with Star Wars all through Jedi and right up to the beginning of Power of the Force. So the G.I. Joe figures were there. Like I said, I had that Snake Eyes. I think I got Mutt and Junkyard a little while later, but I didn't really get into it heavily till later on. I'm thinking uh, around early, maybe late 83, I went to Meyer Thrifty Acres, which was a chain in the Midwest. Uh, I think just Michigan back then, but I think they've expanded since then just known as Myers now, and I had some birthday money, and I was going to get a new Return of the Jedi figure. So went to the store, and I think I had like 10 bucks maybe from from my birthday, and I was going to get a new Jedi figure, and then next to the Star Wars, I saw Destro and Flash from G.I. Joe, and for the first time ever, I made a conscious decision to not go for the Star Wars toys, and actually go to G.I. Joe. Whoa. Pathetic. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, you know. How could this happen? How could this happen? What but it did on? happen. It did happen because Hasbro, you know, they came on strong. And, you know, I started going more for G.I. Joe around 83. Jerry, I you've, I think I've seen on your Facebook page you you collect GI Joes as well. Did that did that happen to you too? You know, it's funny. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier uh, about uh, me being on the Now Playing podcast, um, and I'm actually part of the Now Playing um, uh, reviews of the GI Joe movies that, that's going on right now. You know, leading up to the retaliation. So uh, you you hear that NowPlayingPodcast.com, but I was a big GI Joe fan in the '80s, uh, but I never, I, I hardly. Or hardly ever had any of the toys. I mean, my my parents got me like six or seven figures in like '85. It, it came later. I, I actually didn't start collecting Joes until I was in college. So fortunately, from a Star Wars collecting perspective, GI Joe didn't sway me away. My my temptation came with Transformers. When Transformers was the big thing in '94. Uh, sorry, when Transformers was the big thing in 1984. Of course. By that time, Christmas '84, uh, Return of the Jedi was nearly two years old, and the line had lost a lot of momentum. So that's when it was about time to say, "Okay, what am I moving on to now?" Because Star Wars is done. Transformers was it for me. However, you guys are pointing out the right things about you know Hasbro completely took the 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 the, the plan for what made Star Wars at least a popular toy line. Uh, obviously. A, Great film franchise, but the size, the ability to vehicles, what a what a great thing for Hasbro to kind of use as a cookie cutter. Uh, ironically, too, of course, since they'd be obviously a, a, a eventually doing the toys for that as well. Chris, what do you remember about uh, competition for Return of the Jedi toys, especially in the stores around, you know, 83, 84, 
was it uh, in Germany? Was there much competition? I mean, other than the Playmobil, of course. You know, I can't really answer the question. For me, it was just all about Star Wars. I didn't even look for, you know, other toys or anything like that. It was just really about Star Wars. Okay. So I, I really have no idea what other toys were out there. I mean, Playmobil obviously was, but um, other than that, I don't remember anything. No other toy lines or brands or nothing. And Tom, when uh, the Return of the Jedi figures were coming out, what was what? Was, how did you assess? What was your you know? What were you into then? Were you still collecting the figures or? Yeah, um, I was getting kind of older. I think I was twelve when the Return of the Jedi toys came out, and we had just recently moved to uh, Port Angeles, so from Idaho to uh, uh, Western Washington, and uh, I was still collecting and still really excited about the toys i guess 12 seems a little old for toys when you're a kid but hey i'm 42 now and i'm still playing with toys so (laughs) that really doesn't have much of an effect on me but um i remember the return of the jedi toys actually showing up at payless again and uh there was a uh, bay variety it's a little variety kind of a five and dime store and uh, actually finding the uh, Return of the Jedi toys. And uh, kind of weird because the first bunch of figures that I uh, found for Return of the Jedi were all the creatures, the squid head and, and Reese and, and Gamorrean Guard. And I didn't see too many of the main characters. I guess Luke was, was there somewhere. But you know, I was kind of went uh, just kind of looking forward to seeing some of the main characters and what they would be looking like for Return of the Jedi. So... To find the creatures was was still cool, but not as cool as maybe finding some of the, uh, you know, the main characters like Luke or maybe even a, a Vader or something like that. But of course, they never remade Vader. They, it's, it's funny how they they kind of kept some of the older Star Wars uh, characters and never really, you know, updated them unless they were they had a, like a change of costume or something from like uh, Luke uh, to Jedi Luke or something like that. Something that made sense. It's funny that they never revamped the Stormtrooper or uh, another play, kind of a, um upgrade to uh, Vader or something. So I guess we just got what yeah, we got. That was, you know, the interesting thing about Kenner is that they kept the whole line going the entire run. They they didn't, they really didn't drop figures. I mean, most most toy lines, you know, I think they keep like maybe twenty or so figures in in their current lineup. But Star Wars. They were all on the back of the package from from beginning till end. Yeah, and it's funny because I never went back. I, w- I never went backwards to get the figures. If I like, uh, I revealed on the I grew up Star Wars uh, Facebook page that I never had the Farm Boy Luke or the first uh, version of uh, Princess Leia, and I, I I know that I had many options or uh, I knew I had chances to get them on Return of the Jedi and of course Empire Strikes Back cards but for some reason I never went backwards I always went forwards I was always looking for the newest figure not the older figures which is kind of weird <laughs> I remember towards the end of the Return of the Jedi line I was at a Ben Franklin uh, I don't know if, if if you guys remember the or had the Ben Franklin stores but they are kind of a general merchandise store and they had this huge rack, uh, like a spinning rack of tons of Star Wars figures, all on Return of the Jedi cards. And I ended up getting two figures, and it was Bespin Han and Boba Fett. It was the first time I got either one of those figures, and that was during the Jedi era. So I was happy to find those figures from Empire on the Jedi cards. Isn't it funny that you can i mean we're such fans you can go back like where were you were when john f kennedy was shot where were you when you got your first obi-wan kenobi (laughs) yeah kind of funny yeah ryan uh any specific memories about the jedi line that you want to pull out before we well jedi was the line that really got me going that's i turned uh seven around the time jedi came out and so it got really big, and I remember getting a lot of that stuff. Uh, I was big in Ewoks. I was a perfect age for that. Uh, I remember going to get uh, 
uh, Wicket and Tebow when they first came out, and I had, was like singing a song all the way to the store when I was going to pick them up. What song uh, was that, Brian? Uh, it, it, can you sing that for us? Uh, do you want me to sing it for you? Sure. <laughs> I, I think it was Wicket, W. Warwick, and Tebow, something like that. Wow. But, um, yeah, I was excited to get those. Um, I remember getting the Ewok Village for Christmas. Uh, I remember getting the Rancor for my eighth birthday. Um, Jedi was kind of the big big thing where I started getting that stuff. I can't remember. I know my grandmother gave me my AT-AT, and I don't remember if that was in an Empire box or a Jedi box. But um, and most of that stuff is like, that's where it got really big. Like, I had some stuff during the Empire area, but, but Jedi was really where it picked up for me. And after the Jedi packaging was, I guess, phased out, they started with uh, Power of the Force, the figures that came with the coins. At this time, I was out. I was no longer actively collecting Star Wars figures. I did see them in the stores, but uh, Jerry, did you collect the figures when during the Power of the Force? Yeah, I mean, fortunately, I, I, I was there during the whole run. What was kind of funny, though, I mean, earlier I had mentioned how Transformers got really popular in 1984, and the way my family did Christmas, we sort of had this, like, you know, Christmas Eve was kind of like when the um, aunts and uncles would come over and we'd open a few presents, but it was Christmas morning when you really just got the good stuff. You know, whatever it is you're dying to get for Christmas, you got on Christmas morning. So, sadly... 1984 and probably 1985 as well. Christmas Eve is when I opened Star Wars toys. And <laughs> it was Christmas morning when I got the cool Transformers as I was shifting there for about that two or three year period where I wasn't as big into Star Wars as I was something else. So the good news, bad news of that is, the good news is I got most of the Power of the Force figures and they were hardly ever played with. The bad news is, I, you know, it's kind of embarrassing now looking back and say, hey, I just wasn't that into it to play with them. And even though I got most of them, but I didn't, I never got the Luke Stormtrooper. You know, I got that back in, you know, 93, 94, never got EV-99. And it seems like there's another figure I, I passed up back then or, you know, just didn't get for whatever reason. So there are two or three figures. And, of course, you know, nobody here got Yak Face, but there are two or three figures that, that didn't make its way into that. But other than those two or three, yeah, I... I came out of my childhood with a near-complete set of Power of the Force figures that were darn near meant to this day. Chris, was uh, Power, of the, Power of the Force, were those available in Germany as well? I'm not sure, but I do remember picking up a uh, Luke Stormtrooper, oh. and uh, I think he was on a Troy logo card, though. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't remember uh, the coins at all. We no. might have had them, I'm not sure. But, you know, what I do remember, though, like when it comes to the, the vintage uh, toy display um, was the uh, a Darth Vader head. I know if you guys had it here. I don't think you did, but um, it was basically it kind of looked like the Darth Vader from, you know, the carry case Darth Vader heads. Yeah. 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 And what it was, is it was basically, it kind of looked like that, maybe a little bigger than that, and it had electronics built in, so the eyes would blink. And it was kind of attached to a, a rack where the figures would, you know, hang from. And no matter what place you went to, you would find that particular setup at, you know, at every single store. And um, so for me, that's my holy grail. I still have to, you know, at some point pick one of those up if I can find one and uh, add it to the collection. But that's one of those memories that I have when, you know, going to the toy stores um, and looking for, for Star Wars figures, you know, it was always the very similar or always the same kind of display that the stores had. And I was wondering, was that the same for you guys here? Or was that like a different display? I, I don't remember a uh, display. I remember clearance bins. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ryan, what's your... What was your recollection of Power of the Force? Uh, Power of the Force was when I started to, to kind of leave Star Wars and get more into G.I. Joe, but I still got some of the figures. Uh, cause they, I, honestly, when they did Power of the Force, they made some of the cool figures that I wanted. Um, I never did get Luke and Stormtrooper disguise, but that was one I wanted. But I got, like, the uh, Imperial Gunner. I always loved his helmet because I really wanted that figure. And, of course, like I said before, I was an Ewok fan, so I got several of the Ewoks. 
And by that point, that was uh, 84 into 85, I'd moved up here into Washington State. And I very vividly remember going to um, the Toys R Us in South Center. And they had a huge Star Wars display. I remember getting, um, I think it was Ramba there. But I remember seeing all the Star Wars toys, like the, the Endor Forest Ranger and things like that. But going on, I got into G.I. Joe more, but I'll never forget going to a pay-and-save in Woodenville, and they had this giant rack of Power of the Force figures, 99 cents each. And uh, one of the figures sitting there was Han Solo and Carbonite, which I thought was an awesome figure, so I did buy it. And uh, I'll include the picture uh, on our Facebook page, but I still have the card to this day, and it has the 99-cent sticker on it. So I think it's awesome that I was able to get that figure for so cheap. And honestly, I wish I'd bought a hell of a lot more while I was there. (laughs) Yeah, I think everyone does. Yeah. I remember I wasn't going to get the Power of the Force figures, but I remember one of my friends at school, he told me, he's like, I got some new Star Wars figures, and I kind of hadn't collected Star Wars figures in a few months by that time, which when you're a kid is a long time, a few months. And he's like, and I remember remember asking him, oh, yeah, what are they? And he's like, oh, come over, come over to my house, and I'll show you. And he, he was a close neighbor, so I went over to his house. And he pulled him out, and it was Han Solo with the Carbonite and the Imperial Dignitary and the coins. And I was like, oh, these are so cool. And then, but at the same time, I kind of knew that I was, I felt like I was kind of too old to, like, really pursue getting them. Because I think I was turning 12, and to me, that just seemed like an age when I should stop collecting toys. Little did I know that 10 years later, when I was 22, I'd be going like a madman trying to get the ones I missed. But Power of the, Power of the Force was, was uh, while I think those figures are really cool, just something I passed on, and it sounds like everyone, to some extent, was winding down. We finally have to mention the droids Ewoks figures, because I think those were the last figures released. And I remember seeing them in a store, uh, probably a KB, and I looked at them, and I just, they really did not appeal to me, especially as a 12-year-old. Did uh, any of you collect the Ewoks or droids figures when they were coming out? Oh, nope. nope. Big no from everyone. So that's pretty much where our... I, I remember watching the cartoon, but I don't even remember seeing the figures in the stores. Yeah. I, I, remember... did, I did. Go ahead, Tom. I forgot to uh, start. I, uh... I didn't see any of the droids or Ewoks <clears throat> figures. I, I'm sure they were there, and uh, I actually never went after the Power of the Force. Once the Return of the Jedi carded figures transitioned to uh, Power of the Force, that was pretty much it for me. I went. I, I, I think I must have gone cold turkey or something because I didn't care about them, didn't think about them, never went looking for them, and that was that. Strangely enough. Yeah. And the I'm going to wrap this segment up and just going to go through each person and ask your your personal recollection of this one thing. What were the la- what sorry. What was the last time that you can remember seeing vintage Star Wars toys in a store, not not in like a collector shop, but actually at a retail store. My personal memory was in 1986 I saw uh, at a KB toy store in a mall, I saw two packs. They were re- they were Return of the Jedi two packs. They were very cheaply packaged. The backs didn't have any artwork on them. The figures were very random how they were put in the package. No weapons. And I remember thinking to myself, Star Wars is finally dead. The the way they packaged them and. That was the last time I can really remember seeing any Star Wars figures at a retail store before the resurgence uh, 10 years later. I'll start with Tom. Tom, what is your very last memory of Star Wars toys in a toy store? Well, like I mentioned, I was I was thinking about girls and, and me being six foot and probably weighing about 70 pounds. The girls were knocking on my door, so... No, that wasn't <laughs> happening. Um, I think the last uh, time I saw Star Wars figures uh, when I was when I was looking for them because 
Uh, that was probably end of 1983, maybe 1984. And I remember seeing maybe the – caught a glimpse of Power of the Force at a, a Payless in Port Angeles. And that would be my – probably my last – my last recollection or my last memory of actually seeing them at uh, retail. Uh, Chris, what was your what was your last memory of seeing Star Wars figures at retail? Um, I remember seeing three packs, and I remember seeing um, two figure packs with uh, mini rakes packed in, um, and I remember a lot of clearance sales, especially at one store, um, which is a really really big department store, and still is. Um, it's actually so big it goes from one train stop to another, and um, it's a really big place called Hattie. I think it's called Kostad now, but anyways, the place still exists basically. And uh, up on the fourth floor, they they have this huge toy department. And um, the one time when I went there, um, everything was just uh, on sale, like not just sales, but I mean we're talking about deep clearance prices, and. Um, Back then, you know, I remember the the Imperial shuttle cost about 250 Deutschmarks back then, and on that particular day when I went, it was down to 50. <laughs> so it was a significant drop uh, in the price that I remember. And I, you know, all the uh, the vehicles, uh, like you know, the Y-wing and, and the X-wing fighters, um, I remember them for 10 10 Deutschmarks back then. I think that was about like five bucks um, at the time, like five U.S. dollars at the time, something like that. Um, but, you know, I remember it being really, really cheap, and I think that was pretty much, you know, around the last time that I saw uh, Star Wars figures in the store. And, you know, like I said, I remember, you know, two packs and and three packs as well, so. And, Ryan, what was, uh, what's your very last memory of, of uh, Star Wars toys at a retail store? You know, I was thinking it was the pan-save haunted carbonite when I bought that, but then I remembered... We have this little mom-and-pop toy store in Woodenville called, called Arnie's Discount Toys, and they sold everything from what we thought were knockoff Transformers and that they were the Japanese Transformers. Um, it, all sorts of stuff that you never saw in any other toy store, but I, I, I remember seeing baggied Star Wars figures there, and specifically the Klaatu and Skiffguard uh, outfit. And I was seeing those late 80s, early 90s still there. I, I remember just this bin of cla- uh, Skiffguard Clatoos for 99 cents in Kenner baggies. Ryan, what was the name of that place? Arnie's Discount Toys. Just by the name itself, that place sounds awesome. It was. It was really, really cool. And like I said, I mean, I was into Transformers like Jerry, and they had tons of the American Transformers, but they had Japanese Transformers. I still have... <laughs> the Japanese Devastator set from that store. And they were cheaper for some reason, but it's the Japanese ones, which are like even more rare or whatever, worth money. And uh, he had everything in that store. Really, really cool store. Um, Like I said, just those Kenner baggies. And I remember seeing, even in like 93, 94, the Return of the Jedi uh, pinback buttons, the Ewok and the cast and the logo buttons were still there. Good stuff. Yeah, definitely. I can just imagine. Can you imagine uh, uh, Arnie's discount uh, uh, Star Wars uh, discount toy store uh, on uh, on the radio? It's Arnie's discount toy store with Arnie. Hi, I'm Arnie, and I got Star Wars toys just flying off the shelves over here. Come on and join us. You can just edit that out, yes. Jason. That was that was funnier in my head. There's yeah. a ten percent chance that I will edit that out. By the way, That's fine. <laughs> and Jerry, we'll we'll put it to you last. What was your what's your final memory of finding stores at retail during the vintage era? You know, I'm going to cheat a little bit, and because uh, because I, I don't remember which came first, but one story I think is is worth sharing. You know, when we talk about how Star Wars was dying and how we got into other toy lines. You know, we're a little bit more prevalent in the mid-late 80s. I distinctly remember going to a store that I think was relatively isolated in the Cincinnati area, a store called Van Lunen's. And this is about 86-ish, 85, whenever. And I remember distinctly my me, me wanting to get two different toys that day. There was a Transformers Hound, you know, one of the original Autobot cars. And there was a Power of the Force Tatooine skiff. And, man, I love that skiff. To this day, the skiff, I'll buy any version of a skiff 
from lines I don't even collect, whether it's a Lego or a Micro Machine, whatever. Love the skiff. And my mom said I could only have one. Well, I wouldn't be telling the story if I had chosen the skiff. I, I went with the Autobot Hound and left the skiff behind. So that was one of my last shopping interactions, but far less exciting. I think the last Star Wars item I actually saw in a retail store was Chewbacca's bandolier strap, the, the figure carrying case. That was probably more like 86, 87. Saw that at like a, um, a farm and fleet type store that had a, you know, the the uh, Land of Misfit toys uh, level of uh, uh, toy aisle, toy section, and those were, like, still there. I think that was the actual last Star Wars item that was actually in a retail store I, I could have bought. Funny you uh, mentioned that, Jerry. I'm actually wearing a uh, Chewbacca bandolier right now. No kidding. <laughs> Is it right next with, to your vinyl uh, Space with, World case? That's right, with with no shirt, and I've got, uh, I've got the uh, <laughs> vinyl case on my head. So. And what's the condition of the foam on that like there? <laughs> Crumbly like me. <laughs> it's funny because I just pulled out my bandolier the other day and like the foam just sticks to your hand. It's disgusting. I'm like, oh man. But yeah. I have to find some way to replace that or something. That and the Dagobah place that foam, they didn't, they didn't bode very well. If anybody can ever find, if anybody knows of a reproduction foam that would work for that playset, let me know because I might be in the market. Uh, you know, I, I I worked on that a little bit. It's not a reproduction foam per se, but there's a lot of cool things you can kind of put in there from like a Hobby Lobby or a Michaels type that you can you know, paint some foam or get some other materials that just kind of insert on the backside of that that will at least complete the look. Even if it's not reproduction foam, per se, it, there are some cool ways to kind of make the, your Dagobah playset at least very display-worthy again. Tom, I had to buy two Death Star playsets to make a complete one. And I think I still have a bag of Death Star foam, a little bit extra, but last time I checked, uh, maybe you wouldn't want it. But I'm going <laughs> to offer it to you anyways. <laughs> that stuff uh, still – did they – do you think they used – this is a podcast in itself now. We just entered a new realm of nerdness. Do, do you think the, uh, the they used the same kind of foam for the uh, little, little Death Star bits as they did for the Dagobah um, Swamp? Uh, it's similar, but I think the Dagobah Swamp Foam is actually deteriorates fast faster. I Funny because uh, they both taste the same. So, <laughs> all right. You so. know, I I have some uh, I have the Micro Playset Death Star, and uh, the foam for that's still great. It's still in great condition. It, it's never deteriorated over time. But my Dagobah, my Chewbacca Bandolier, yeah, gone, completely disgusting. Okay. Let's have a brief pause for this message from our new sponsor. Star Wars cookies. You may enter a galaxy far, far away. R2D With all your favorite Star Wars heroes. In all your favorite flavors. Chocolate, vanilla, and peanut butter. Star Wars cookies from Pepperidge Farm. The new taste in space. And we're back. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Galaxy of Toys podcast. Remember, if you want to leave us some feedback or ask us a question, you can always reach us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. Remember, you can listen to older episodes on Podbean, iTunes, or Stitcher Smart Radio. Just go to the device of your choice and do a search for Galaxy of Toys. I'd really like to thank my co-hosts tonight. Tom, give you a big thanks. Thank you. Everybody go to igrowupstarwars.com uh, on the interwebs and uh, visit us on uh, Facebook as well, igrowupstarwars.com. Great. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Chris, I'd like to thank you again, and I'd also like to thank you for posting photos of your collection on Facebook. Uh, good, that, good stuff, Chris. That, that Empire awesome. Vader is really cool. 
Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, guys. Really cool. Ryan, again, thanks for joining us. No problem. Always a pleasure. And thanks for updating our Facebook page with all those great photos of your insane collection because it's fun to look at. Hey, Ryan, yeah. I'm sorry. Where do you sit? Do you have a place to sit or some place to eat in your place? I do, although yesterday I was really working in what I call my Star Wars room. It's where I'm going to do all the dioramas and everything. I was literally sitting in the middle of the room just surrounded by toys and moving things around, trying to just organize it into what's going to go where. And at some point I realized I, I have nowhere to go. I have to, like, pick up things in order to get out of this room right now. This week on Hoarders. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And finally, Jerry, uh, thank you so much for being our first guest. I apologize for the technical difficulties we had at the beginning, but I really appreciate you uh, hanging out with us tonight and talking about the good old days. Yeah, hey, great. Uh, no, I, I had a great time. I, you know, honored to be the first guest. That's that's pretty cool. And uh, actually, if uh, folks want to hear more from me, uh, there actually should be a vintage viewpoint on a upcoming star wars action news really soon where i talk about the uh, ewok village playset and i'm currently on now playing reviewing the gi joe movies at nowplayingpodcast.com so thanks for having me on hey yeah great and i'll just say the now playing is something i just subscribed to recently and i'm really enjoying it so it's a great podcast i gotta go with jason there i've been listening to now playing now for the last like two months and, uh, like, I'm going through the Bond retrospective right now, but, like, I've listened to what you did for Transformers and G.I. Joe. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Oh, great. Well, thank you. Yeah. And that's it for tonight. Again, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Pepperidge Farm Star Wars Cookies, the new taste in space. Well, we'll end it in grand tradition. We'll uh, queue up Akamina and say good night, but not Goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.